This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week, going out to you this Thursday, the 14th of November, 2019, the year being. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast, and I hope you enjoy the show that is to follow. Well, here we are, once again, the first official, official podcast of the month. Um, Because, of course, there were the complications last week. And uh, I do want to go ahead and and provide a little bit of an update on that. And then we'll get into the rest of the show. Uh, Admittedly, this is not going to be a very structured program. I'll explain why, because I had been meaning to do an open lines show. That's what I promoted, you know, on Halloween, for the Halloween show. I said the next program is going to be open lines, um, talk about anything that you want to talk about, etc., etc., etc. And... Well, I mean, there there was no response, really. I mean, there were, you know, there were a couple here and there, but there wasn't much to begin with. Uh, and then, of course, uh, when the accident happened, then, uh, you know, it just... It, it obviously didn't work out. Uh, my, my priorities weren't to do a show uh, or do an open lines show. I did have a little bit... Because sometimes I'll record these broadcasts in segments. And there was a little segment maybe about 40 minutes that I was I was doing for the Open Lines show. I recorded, maybe it was on Sunday the 3rd or Monday the 4th. It was one of those two mornings, I think. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll air that later in the show um, because it, it's, just, it's not really time-sensitive. I was just monologuing about various things. I mean, some of the stuff might seem like it's a little time-sensitive, but, you know, look, it is what it is. I don't think anyone's really going to be that, you know, pissed off because, oh, it was something that should have aired a a week ago, and now it's a week late, and and if someone is, it's just, it's it's a trivial matter, it doesn't matter, you know. That's all that it comes down to, right? No, no big deal. Those three words, a lot of truth to them, no big deal. Applies to so many things, of course, Hey, there are things that are a big deal, and then people try and say, it's not a, not a big deal. It really is, right? You can take so many words, so many phrases, so many points of view, and turn it on itself. That's something that you see happen sometimes, but all circumstantial, we know that. We know that in this world, so many things are. Not necessarily a blanket approach to anything. It's just, hey, this will work sometimes, uh, you know, in this case, but if things are changed around a little bit, then it won't, right? That's just the way that it is. It's it's how it goes. Nothing is really guaranteed. Um, But one thing that I do want to give you a guarantee is an update on on how I'm doing. I guarantee you that. Let's let's do that right now. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm recovering. Uh, It was, and I'm sure many of you have seen the update video that I did. If you haven't, you can Check it out at youtube.com slash the report of the week, my main channel there. And uh, yeah, I made an update video keeping everyone posted on how I am doing. And I, I mean, the, the process is what it is. 
Um, it's like every day, what's interesting to me is that the pains themselves are like different from one day to the next. It's, it's actually, it's annoying, but it's fascinating at the same time. Um, the, the strength, where it is, uh, the, the type of pain, you know, like sometimes you can get like a, a pulsing pain. Sometimes it's a continuous pain. Sometimes it's like a pain that's internal and then a pain that's like external. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating how that is. It fluctuates day to day. Um, one, one pain that I'm glad is kind of going away are the initial surface injuries from those nails that kind of dragged up my, uh, you know, my back and all of that. And also you should, you should see my legs. It's, it's just the entire front. Like, um, I guess, what is it? My shin? You should, you should see it's just, it's like this one giant bruise. I mean, the entire thing is discolored and it was all scraped up. Now, thankfully that's healing very quickly. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is like just one giant black and blue. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. And then also got a lot of bruises on my upper arms and then on my chest too. I can see lots of bruises on my ribs and collarbone, so I figure I bruised those, but I'm very thankful that I didn't break my ribs or my collarbone. Um, that was that was another concern initially because you know that'll take a big, a big hit. And again, it all comes down to how you land, but it's very clear that there was a lot of force put on those also, and maybe just had it have been a little different. I could have ended up, you know, having broken a, probably at least like three ribs and uh, my collarbone too. So, you know, it's all bruised up, but, you know, it'll heal. It'll all, it'll all heal. Um, but yeah, the one good thing at least is that the, the surface injuries themselves, not really the bruising, but, you know, the actual cuts and scrapes, finally, uh, you know, starting to just get a little better, which is, which is good. Um, so that's, you know, it is what it is. Otherwise, I'm still noticing the effects from the concussion. Uh, you know, very, lots of dizziness and, you know, all these headaches. And I'm so used to, you know, because I get headaches, I get migraines. I'm so used to them being like behind my eyes. Um, but these are in the back of my head there. It's like, uh, I'm not, I guess it is in the literal definition of headache. I'm sure there's a different term for it, but you know, it's from where I where I hit my head. So that's uh, that's that's usually there, and it is what it is. But no, I mean, I've been taking it easy, you know. Been, I mean, doing what I can do. Uh, some days are better than others, but taking it easy, and you know, I'm just like I said in the last show. I was very serious. It was very scary, but the fact of the matter is that it could have been so much worse. And I, I just, I keep stressing that because it's still unbelievable to me, uh, the fact that this happened, and I'm able to sit here right now in this chair, at the microphone, and even deliver this, you know, a little over a week after it happened. I mean, again, we know of circumstances where this has killed people, or uh, set them back very, very far. 
and the fact that I, I emerged from this as I did, it's, it's incredible. Luck is, is just a very, it's very funny, uh, yet odd thing at that, but I'm just so thankful that, that, that things were on my side that day, um, because I certainly know it could have been exponentially worse, and that I could have died, you know, last week, it's, uh, it's still insane. But again, one, one thing that it just reinforces, and having lectured about it, again, it's still something that's, it's a concept that's difficult to understand, and can still just be like, I don't know if mind-blowing is the right word, but something that just, it makes you think, at the very least. It's just, it's just the fragility of life. You know, we all expect to not live forever, but be around for a while. And I think I think death is something that is, it's romanticized in certain ways. Uh, everyone likes to think that you'll pass away very peacefully, and, you know, it'll, it'll just, it'll be calming and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, it'll be a while away. It'll be, it'll be... <laughs> a long time from now, we like to think. Um, but the fact that I could have just died on the floor right there, you know, last week. It, look, we're not guaranteed to be around any longer. It's, you know, it is, it is what it is. We never know when our time is going to be. Um, but it's not always the way that we think. Something that we can't predict. But, you know, sometimes we, we do get lucky, and, you know, today just wasn't our day. And uh, we we live to see a bit more of all this. I'm very thankful that last Wednesday, you know, wasn't, wasn't my day, that my time wasn't up yet. And it was just so surreal, though. You don't, you don't wake up and expect to end up in the hospital, or, and you just expect it to be a normal day. Whatever it is, go to work, uh, you know, hang out, get things done, take it easy, whatever it is that you're doing. And it'll go according to plan, everything will be okay, and then you go on to the next day, but it's, you know, life is just very unexpected. One other update is just that I was, I am able to walk around, I am able to move around, um, but, you know, within reason, like, you know, I can, I can get from point, it's not like I'm bedridden, it's just, I can't really walk extremely far distances, and it's, like, I don't know if I'll be able to do my, you know, several mile long walks, uh, again, for, for quite a while, um, but I can still move around from point A to point B, as long as I take it slow and don't overdo it, so that's just what it comes down to. But no, in the end, very scary experience, but got very, very lucky. And one thing that I've mentioned, and I just want to continue to mention, want to continue to emphasize, uh, just the, the outpouring of support is, it's, it's just, it's astonishing. I can sound like a broken record when I say this, but there's, there's no other words to describe it. It's just, it's still astonishing. Uh, 
Uh, again, the fact that I, I made an update video, posted it to YouTube, and the fact that, you know, over a million people checked it out is, uh, it's, it's nothing short of just incredible. So the response just, it, it, it continues to just blow me away. And thank you all so much for your continued support, uh, for your care, for your kind words, for your thoughts, your prayers, and everything in between. Uh, thank you all so much. It means a lot to me, and it's something I never expected. So thank you very much. I'll, I'll continue to keep everyone posted, everyone updated. Uh, you know, eventually, I figure if things just plateau for a while, which, I mean, we know that they can. I mean, we know that everyone's body is different, that the way everyone's body responds, reacts, and is quite simply able to deal with, process various things, is really unique to the individual. So when it comes down to recovery, there's not necessarily any true... It, it's always, well, you know, it could be um, several weeks, could be, if you're really lucky, a couple days, could be a couple months, right? It just depends on how your body is. So we'll see what happens, but if things eventually plateau and it's like, well, the pain is there, but it's manageable, and, you know, I can still kind of get on with things. If it's not even uh, to full capacity, I can still kind of get back to as, as close to normal as I can. Then, you know, I won't just say time after time, well, it's, you know, I'll just say, well, things just are what they are. It's still there, but, you know, chugging along. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated, though. I'll keep you posted, and uh, absolutely just thank you all so much for your support. Yeah, otherwise, what I do want to do today for this show is I am going to get to a few miscellaneous emails, a few miscellaneous topics, uh, and then what I will do is because I, you know, I, I said earlier I recorded some of the Open Lines show before any of this stuff happened. What I'll do is later on, once I'm kind of done with all the new stuff that I'm talking about right now, kind of back-to-back -to, -back to, to follow it up, I'll go ahead and I'll just air what I had already recorded. And again, look, if it's if it seems like it's a little dated, it is what it is. Um, but I again, I don't I don't see that causing any problems. So that'll be okay. But that'll be last. Uh, you know, the new stuff, the fresh stuff, comes first, and then the stuff that was already recorded uh, comes up next. I should say though, for next week's show. I'm going to do another Open Lines broadcast. Uh, I want to do a proper one. You know, after all this, I just want to kind of do like an old-fashioned mailbag show. So if, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, uh, any pieces of feedback, uh, shortwave reception reports, etc., any topic suggestions, feel free to send me an email, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, once again, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And since I've been talking about it so much, I'm not going to make this an official topic. You know, sometimes I'll just ask a question, and 
this is not an official topic, though. I'm just curious. It's just something to, you know, if you're like, well, I kind of want to write in, but I don't really have anything to say, and I, I get that. I've, I've been there. Uh, so one, one other thing. I mean, since we've been talking about injuries so often, if you have any, I know as silly as it is, but again, this isn't the main topic for next week or anything. It's something like a little bit of a prompt, say. If you have had any injuries that maybe you were sent to the hospital for, um, that maybe you are recovering from or have recovered from, something that left an impact on your life in one way or another, maybe changed your perspective or, or whatever, uh, you can feel free. If you're comfortable doing it and you want to share your story, feel free to go ahead. Uh, let me know how you're doing, what happened, and, uh, you know, any anything you're comfortable talking about. It's just, it's just a, a little bit of a prompt if you want to. Um, but any comments in regards to that are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, feel free to. You can do it in writing, or you can... Like any other piece of correspondence, you can take a microphone, could be a professional one, could be just your phone, anything that records audio, and you can speak your mind, speak your thoughts, and send me the audio file, and uh, I'll take it from there. So it's up to you, uh, whatever you're comfortable with, but if that's something that you want to talk about, by all means, be my guest and uh, go for it. So comments on that or anything else are most welcome. Two things that I wanted to talk about. Both of them are, you know, actually three things. Uh, We'll just take them in whatever order, I guess. Two of them are quite serious, and one is a little more lighthearted. We'll go for the lighthearted one first. So then if you're kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit through kind of the morbid, um, depressing stuff, whatever, then, you know, I don't have to. One thing that I noticed... And I was, I was really going to talk about this last week. Um, but again, unfortunately, right, things just didn't work out. Um, but it hasn't prevented me from thinking about it anyway, perhaps just not as much as, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, right? We talk about the shelf life. We talk about fads. Uh, we talk about how long things last, uh, how long that they're, they're talked about, right? And it's like, well, okay, this is the big news for a week, and then something else happens and takes that away. And I already was talking about that probably like a, I don't know, a month ago. I was, I was saying right about the, the wildfires in the Amazon, how that kind of escaped our minds. Uh, Epstein comes and goes, and... They were, they were, it was in the news for like a day or two last week, and then that's gone again. May, might make the rounds again, though. Might, it might. We'll see. But uh, also, of course, right, Hurricane Dorian. Uh, that's, you know, it's forgotten. But if prompted, right, we'll, we'll, we'll all remember it. Just because we forget something, just because it slips our minds does not mean we don't care about it. It's just, we are bombarded by so much in today's world. The storage in our mind is finite. We can't, we can't remember everything, and the way we catalog things away, 
it's just certain things, you know, get put on the back burner, right? That's fine. I do it. You do it. We all do it. Doesn't mean by default that we're uh, horrible pieces of garbage for doing it, just the way the world is. So that's just a fact of life. Um, But one fad that, look, some people would get a little PO'd for me saying this, but it is what it is, uh, that I don't think really matters if it's put on the back burner or not, Uh, or the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It's a good sandwich. Don't get me wrong, it's a, uh, oh, it's a delicious sandwich. I tried out, you know, the spicy one, the spicy variant, and I tried out all the different ones. I kind of, I overdid it. I <laughs> I had too much spicy chicken, and my, uh, my stomach was really punishing me for that. So, it <laughs> is what it is. But... Yeah, the spicy chicken sandwich. I had the Popeye's version. I had the Chick-fil-A one. Had the one from Burger King. From Wendy's. And also from Culver's. Why not? Culver's has one. And yeah, the Popeye's one was delicious. Oh, oh it was just great. It was, uh, it was just really tasty. It wasn't like the other ones, but it was a good sandwich. So I could understand why the hype was there. But one thing I noticed with the whole thing was that, I mean, while there was hype, while people were excited about it, maybe you noticed it too, but, you know, since this is kind of what I put a lot of focus on, this was not on the level as it was in in August. It just wasn't. Uh, And it just, all it does is it brings me back and I don't mean to pick on them, it just, it's a good example. Uh, the nacho fries from Taco Bell, in the lecture that I gave last month, has fast food gotten stale? I was saying, you know, when the nacho fries from Taco Bell were first released, it was huge. And then the second time, people were still excited about it, but that mainstream interest, gotta get this. Gotta do it. Everyone's talking about it. It wasn't there. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're back. They're here. Uh, I gotta get them. Oh my god, I gotta tell everyone, you know. It's not really like that. It's like, oh, yeah, wow, they got them back. That's oh, great, yeah. I'll give it a shot when they're back. It's cool. Right? Both of those are positive reactions, but obviously the first one is much stronger a reaction that wasn't that wasn't there. The same goes for the chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Now, granted, the people who were ardent chicken sandwich fans uh, and were huge supporters of it were elated. And yes, they they took Popeyes by storm. But social media is very telling, and you can detect a lot through what you see on social media. Not always the case, you know, a lot of things are manipulated, uh, you name it, but it's still a way to gauge interest. Not necessarily to take all the numbers literally, but a good way to just see, has it, how far is it into the hive mind, into the, you know, the collective, you know, consciousness of society? Uh, What level is this, this at? 
because again, I remember, I mean, you remember the, the chicken sandwich wars in August of this year, where you had Popeyes and Chick-fil-A, you know, what do they say, spitting fire on Twitter? You know, it was all in good fun. Obviously, they were both making huge amounts of money from all of this. It doesn't doesn't matter who really had the better sandwich or who didn't, because there were no losers there. They were making so much money. But you remember on Twitter, and if not, I'll, I'll sum it up for you, the amount of people on Twitter at the time who were talking about this stuff, it was incredible. And I did a comparison review back then, and just the amount of people that were interested in it, it was extraordinary, where I would wager it was like 1.7 million views, the review I did on it got, which is huge. I mean, again, one of the only other reviews that I did that got that level of attention was the like in a short span of time I'm talking, some things the algorithm likes and it'll promote it over time, like the McRib. Um, But the only other things in that short span of time that have done that well were the nacho fries upon their original release. And also I remember when McDonald's brought back the Szechuan sauce. The, the, what was that, from Rick and Morty? That was another one that, that did that well. But the second time that I I tried it out, and I did the five-way comparison, the video still did great, and I'm very, very satisfied with its performance. But I just noticed that the level of interest just wasn't there. And you know, it ended up getting like 300,000 views, which is still good. Uh, again, there's no complaints there at all. It's still totally fine. Now, you might say, yeah, but, you know, dear lecturer, he'll go with that title this time around, uh, you know, dear lecturer, you might you might just be saying that because you're PO'd that your video didn't do as good and someone else's did better than you. Um, you know, is, isn't, that, isn't that just the case? But no, not at all. I was looking around at other food channels, um, even mainstream media, there was not a single video on YouTube in regards to this newest, you know, return of the Popeye's chicken sandwich that I think got over a million views. So that's telling. It's that people are still interested in it, but again, that level of excitement just isn't there because it's already been done. People are like, well, all right, it's back, and uh, all right, yeah, that's great, I'll go over to Popeye's and get it when I can, but it's not like one of those things that just, you know, causes this uncontrollable, um, you know, excitement that's just not there. And if anything, I think this return was kind of plagued with more issues uh, than anything else, because I remember the first time these were back, there were the long lines, there were the traffic jams, there were the logistical issues and concerns and it, it was like though it was all in good fun it was like friendly hype things were played up but people knew that they were being played up it was like yeah 
you know, it's all in good fun. You know, all right, yeah, let's see which one's better. We'll we'll have some fun with this, you know. It was just like everyone kind of knew that everything, it was all in jest. And that's it. Um, But this time around, people seem to have, the people who were excited over it, seem to have taken it a lot more seriously. And resultingly, it just seems like it's more, there's more violence, which is really weird to kind of use in the same you know, in the same discussion over chicken sandwiches, but we know. Uh, We're in the news, you know, someone got killed in Maryland, I think it was, because they cut in line to get this chicken sandwich. That's completely unacceptable. And the fact that someone lost their life over that is extremely concerning. And then I know there have been numerous fights in the Popeye's, various Popeyes, again, over the demand for it. Uh, You've had employees fighting with customers, customers fighting with customers, and employees fighting each other. There's one video I saw where some employee was, I guess, trying to make a little bit of extra money on the side. This this one is is quite idiotic, but it's comical at the same time. Uh, Where some employee of a Popeyes, I'm just going off of memory because... You know, while I've been resting, I've been watching the news quite a bit. And uh, you see some interesting stories. I I like watching international, um, national news and local news. It's just, you know, some issues get very, very vitriolic, but it is what it is. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. There was some Popeyes where apparently one of the employees was selling chicken sandwiches out the back door of the place. I guess he was pocketing the money, which is really weird. Uh, Obviously, he got caught doing that by the other employees. And then they got in a full-blown fist fight, and uh, one of them took the, the metal, you know, fryer basket and was bashing it over his head. And while they're doing this in the back, you know, you hear all of these obscenities and profanities being shouted, and you can see, like, in the back of the fast food place there, uh, you see this this awful commotion going on. But then the people in the front still want their chicken sandwiches, and you have some employee that's still just dishing them out uh, while all hell is breaking loose in the back. It was a very, very surreal sight. Um, But needless to say, I just don't remember seeing this type of stuff with the the first time that it was it was released it was like just what i sense anyway i could be dead wrong and it's totally fine if i am the first time was more like a fun excitement whereas this this time around it's like more of a colder seriousness it's just like first when it was like yeah i think i think popeyes is better than Chick-fil-A or vice versa, and it was like kind of fun. That's like a festive atmosphere. This is like, I want my effing chicken sandwich and I want it now. You know, there's a difference in attitude. It's not like everyone is like that, but it's just something that I see more of this time around. Um, but either way, despite the hype, it just wasn't on that same level. So that's just an observation anyway. A lot of people talked about it still, but it's just, it's different this time around. A really good product. I understand why people are are going crazy over it. 
um, but it is not a sandwich worth killing someone over. There's, there is no sandwich in existence that is worth ending someone's life over. Not a single one. I don't care if it's got gold with it. I don't, I don't care. Or if it comes with a stack of $100 bills. Uh, no one's life is worth ending over something like this. It's just there isn't. So that's all that I have to say about Popeyes for the time being. It is what it is, but just interesting to note. Anyway, uh, again, your feedback, your comments, uh, open lines next week, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Now, going forward, uh, two subjects that I want to get to. And now both of these, you know know when I give a disclaimer, whenever I start rambling and babbling on about society or the world or whatever. And I always put a disclaimer. And this one, it says these might be morbid topics, but there is a little bit of a, a positive spin, you know, slash slash message uh, on at least one of them. Uh, and the other one is just kind of, I don't know, something to talk about, something to think about, but uh, it involves death. So if you don't want to don't want to hear it. You know, I, I just say that in advance. You can skip past it. It's fine. Um, but anyway, one thing that I had to remind myself, and sometimes still do, is that while I've established, while I've talked about, uh, while I know that, I mean, the world is a very, very diverse mix of people. All different mindsets, all different ideologies, personalities, levels of maturity, etc. That I cannot let the train of thought, which states the world is a place completely full of inherently evil people, full of Disgusting psychopaths, duplicitous individuals, jerks, bullies, you name it. And that's all that there ever is here. Um, Because while while there are all these people that exist, and there are lots and lots of them, there's still many, many good people here too. And it's not all bad. We have to remind ourselves of that sometimes. Because one thing that's very true, whether we like it or not, is that negativity and hatred is like an infectious disease. And it can contaminate, you know, good things. Uh, And sometimes it can block out the good things. Even if there's more good than bad, uh, the bad may oftentimes take center stage. Because it's just it's just so much more potent, you know. One thing that I noticed uh, in the video that I did for uh, you know my update is that overwhelmingly the response was very good, very positive, um, very you know very kind. Um, but from time to time, you would get some individuals who would would post, oh, the worst things. 
And it's not that I didn't expect it. Um, because of course I do. I, I expect the worst every single time I post something. And I am long accustomed to it because the bullying never stops. But it doesn't, it, it, it still can surprise you from time to time. That's what I'm trying to say. It most certainly can. And like one thing that would always get me, I think it's just because I just can never imagine myself ever posting any of these things to just, especially just a random person that I don't even know. It's just I could never get myself to do something like this. So it just doesn't make sense to me. But again, it all comes down to the fact that everyone's different and that there are people that I guess this makes sense to them. Where it's like, okay, if you don't care, you don't care. I understand. That's completely fine. You're not forced to care about you know, someone or something, it's up to you. Um, but just because you don't care, like, what, what, what motivates individuals to say, uh, you know, what a shame that the fall didn't kill him this time around. I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand what, what, what is there? Like, what benefits are there to posting something like this? And again, there were Several hundred people that said stuff like that. It is what it is. I don't. I don't care. Um, but it just makes you think. But at the same time, the one thing that I I wanted to get out of that and reinforce to everyone listening is that 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 level of negativity, that level of hatred, uh, is, you know, to me, it's like. All it takes is one person to kind of tarnish a good thing. One example that I think is, is worthwhile is sometimes you can have a sea of positivity, but sometimes just the pure, how, how potent the, the anger, the, the bad thoughts, the bad people can be, can take a good thing and dilute it or outright ruin it be like taking a pitcher of clean water, fresh clean water, and you just add a few drops of food coloring, not even much, you know, just one or two drops, stir it all around, all of a sudden now, a little goes a long way, it's not the same anymore. You know, so sometimes I even make the mistake of judging all of humanity based on the actions of a number of bad people um, because, you know, for a short time, I'll see that and I'll say to myself, wow, people, the, the society really is scummy. And then I'll have to tell myself, no, 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 don't, don't think that. You're forgetting all the other people who aren't like that and actually have either A, a heart, or B, a little self-control and aren't doing this. You're forgetting for every one of those comments the hundred others that bear no semblance to that. So don't forget about those. Um, because while the threats, while all of that can really stand out, leave a lasting impression, that doesn't mean that that is the entire world and that this one idiot uh, speaks for society 
as a whole. That's not the case. So sometimes when we're out there and we're dealing with the world uh, through one way or another, sometimes it can be through that physical direct interaction. Sometimes it can be social media, um, reading comments, posts, messages, emails, articles, whatever it is, watching videos, listening to something. Uh, You know, the bad people, it's like you get these evil, a good good adjective is like these evil, almost like, you know, demonic individuals who just do these terrible things or say these terrible things. And as a result, it can make you very jaded, can make you very down, can make you depressed. And it's like, this is, this is the state of things. But please, the one thing that I implore you is not to let these, these vile people, don't let them win. And the one way not to let them win is to not let them jade you, not let them convince you that this is the world, uh, that this is how every last living, breathing soul is. There's more people out there like that than you think, but not everyone is like that. There's still many, many, many people out there who have a good heart, who have a good mind, who are good people, who aren't out there to attack you, harass you, stalk you, make your life a living hell. They're just there to live their own lives and you know, perhaps even do the right thing. So as a result, don't let a few bad people cause you to resent and despise the entire world because of their actions. It can be tough, it can be hard, because again, I know that sometimes the negative words and the, you name it, carries more weight, carries more power than it should. But the best thing you can do is just remind yourself, saying brush it off isn't as easy as they make it sound can be done. Um, But the one thing to remember is that while there's bad, there's still an awful lot of good left in this world. And one way to let the bad win is to convince yourself that that's all that there is left, because that's not true. That's not the case. Things aren't perfect, but it could be so much worse And there are still good people out there. So please don't forget that. And if there's anyone out there, you know, that's that's making things tough for you. If you get bullied, if you get harassed, you name it. Sometimes, you know, those same thoughts might might head your way. But just remember, it's not all bad. It's not all evil. There's still good left. So stay strong and keep going. Just a few thoughts that I wanted to give just on, again, some recent observations. And uh, that's what it comes down to. On one other note, just an interesting thing. I don't really have too much to say on it because I've just, I've said this before. One question that I was asked a few times through email was, because of what happened recently... Uh, you know, would would you say that you fear death more now um, because you kind of had a little bit of a brush with it? Um, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? How exactly, how do you feel? 
Um, but no, I, I, I don't. Uh, not at all. I mean, you know, if anything, it's interesting. It's an inevitability. But it doesn't... I don't know. The thought about it just doesn't... Doesn't bother me. There was a time a couple years ago where just the mere thought of it would fill me with, you know, this this anxiety. It was almost like a panic attack, you know? And it was... It was horrifying. And it would happen on a daily basis, uh, time after time after time, to the point where it was like intrusive thoughts. And it happened on a daily basis. And eventually I just stopped thinking about it and it kind of went away. Then it happened again, but not for as long. Um, but recently my perspective on it has changed. And it was a fairly recent change, but... You know, it was... It had happened before the fall. Where it was just kind of like this attitude, it was like, well, look... It'll happen when it happens, and that's all that there is to it. Uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I want to, I want to stick around for a while longer, but, well, when my time is up, what am I going to do about it? And that's just what it comes down to. It just doesn't. I'm sitting here talking about it right now, and it's just like, yeah, you know, look, it is what it is, uh, and and death is just that. But to have that attitude, some people would be like, yeah, but how doesn't that mean that if you're thinking like that, then you don't care about life? Then you don't want to live anymore? No, not at all. It just doesn't bother me. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Just, there, there's, it's like there's just no way I can feel bothered by it. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's almost like this, this degree of just understanding I think is the best way that it comes down to. I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. You know, one thing that I think about kind of is like, look, it's really morbid to say, but if I just died in my sleep, I wouldn't even know it. It's like, sleep in, its, in and of itself is just such a weird thing. And again, I know these thoughts would really, would really, they wouldn't, they would cause anxiety in certain people. I get that. I understand it. But it's like, okay, well, if I am asleep, it, it, you know, it's just when we're, when we're asleep, I'm not one of those people that can lucid dream. I'm just in the dream world. But when I'm asleep, I'm not even aware of it. And so if something happens there, I'm not even going to notice I, I will never notice. And yet we still go, we still fall asleep every night. Even if we have insomnia, we still get there one way or another. It might be quite an annoyance, but we still do. But we still go to sleep. We still fall asleep and that's it. Same thing, like even when I fell. Now I imagine it was because of the, the head injury perhaps that there's just a tiny little, like a lapse in my memory for just a split second. But it was like, okay, let's suppose the moment I fell, 
was really the last. Like, let's just say I had landed differently, and I hit my head and severely injured it, maybe injured my spine, whatever, but when I hit the ground, I lost consciousness and never woke up. So my last moment would be being up in the attic and losing my footing. And I can tell you this, when I fell, I didn't even know what had happened at first. And when I had hit the ground, it took me like a few seconds to realize that I had fallen and that, okay, I literally just fell through the ceiling and fell onto this, this surface. And here I am, you know? Like, it, it, it felt like a dream at first. It's just one of those really, really, really surreal feelings. Because it's something that I think we do not anticipate. We don't expect to happen. And I think because most of us have never really fell, <laughs> have fell through a ceiling and, you know, and so on, it's just not a feeling that we're used to. Um, but as a result, because of that, because of the surge of adrenaline, because of the impact... It felt so unreal. It felt like I was in this dream world for a second, and then it took a little bit, a few seconds, for reality to sink back in, put two and two together, and realize what had happened. So in that meantime, when the actual event itself happened, to again, just a span of seconds after the impact where I realized what had happened, and it had gone by so quick, and again, I don't even remember some of the fall. But as a result, I would never have even known what went on. I never would have even been aware that I had fallen, that I had hit the ground, or anything. It would have just been like, okay, I was, I'm up in the attic, and, and then that's it. And again... I, I know that this would put a lot of fear into people, but it's like, well, if that was it, if that was what it was going to be like, I never would have even known. And again, wouldn't have been any horrifying realization. I just, I never would have even known. I never would have, and you know, that's what it comes down to. And as I was in the ambulance, as I was in the hospital room, I felt more. I felt more relaxed than anything else. I knew, look, I'm, I'm conscious. I'm still going. I hope that this isn't going to be my last day. Uh, you know, but we'll just take things as it comes and see what happens. I guess that's just my outlook on things. Um, you know, and I think that's really helped. And everyone has their own viewpoints, uh, their own opinions on the afterlife, what might uh, or might not be next. So I'm just focusing on the process itself and not any of that. But part of me just is very thankful that before any of this even happened, I had been able to just, and this mindset, it just came on naturally, that this is just it, and that, that's all that there is to it.
And I'm very thankful because otherwise, had it have been different, might have put a lot of undue stress and anxiety on top of an already stressful situation. So I was just able to maintain my composure uh, to that extent. But no, I mean, one other thing that that it made me realize that I've said many times is that life is a very precious thing and never take the people, the things, the places, the activities, your friends, your loved ones, your family, never take them for granted and never take your own existence for granted either Um, because we never know when our time is up or how much longer things will be here, you name it. Not something we necessarily want to think about, but it's the truth. So never take that for granted. And, I mean, let the people that you love, care about, and appreciate, let them know. Let them know that you do. And even if they already do, there's no harm in just saying it again and and expressing those feelings. And, you know, your pets, too. You know, take good care of them. Uh, give them a few treats, you know, let them let them know that you care about them also. But life is just something that we should never take for granted. Uh, each day could be our last day. We never know what could happen. And uh, it's just, that's what it really reinforced more than anything else. Uh, so it didn't make me scared. And it didn't fill me with any sort of anxiety. Um, if anything else, what it did is it just reminded me, look, this is something that you talk about. It's something that you've already talked and lectured about. But it just it, it proved that true big time. Don't take this stuff for granted and appreciate the people that make life worth living. Uh, you know, what, what keeps you going. That's most important. So, I know that necessarily wasn't... It was just something that I wanted to talk about. It's I had gotten that question a lot of times, a number of times. So, something that I just wanted to respond to and uh, discuss there. You're listening to VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. Again, your feedback is welcome. VORW info at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. All right, next up in the broadcast, I'm just going to get to a few emails. Now, what I do actually strongly encourage is because, again, next week's show is going to be a true open lines one. Uh, I'll just be really dedicating a lot of it to the mailbag. So... If I don't get to your correspondence this week, I know you might feel bad, like maybe you're spamming me, but I encourage it because, again, this it's just been crazy so far. Um, but I encourage you to go ahead and resend it. Um, you know, I've, I've given the email out many times, but if you have any thoughts, anything you want to share, uh, feel free to resend anything to VORW. I-N-F-O at gmail.com if I don't get to it. Uh, Just a few short 
topics, you know, and emails to get to this time around. And then I'll play that recording that we um, said we were going to get to. I'll get that queued up soon. Uh, first one is from Lynn. She says, can you do another live stream around Christmas time and do a review on a holiday treat like you did on New Year's Eve with the Peppermint Twinkie? Really liked that one. So thank you for your uh, feedback there. I appreciate it. And I'll try to do a, uh, a live stream around uh, Christmas time, perhaps. Uh, one thing that I, I might want to do this year, too, we'll see if it emerges, but maybe I'll make it a little tradition. Uh, in addition to that, last year I did a special Christmas uh, radio broadcast from WWCR. So I'm going to write to them, and I'll see if I can just buy an hour from them. I'm already on them every single week on 6115 kilohertz, but I'm just going to see if I can do a little bit of a, a special one-off broadcast for Christmas like I did last year. Um, because last year was awesome. I remember I did a special broadcast on the radio for Christmas, too. And the response there was outstanding. I remember uh, that was it, was... it was a signal that was truly heard the whole world round. Um, it was heard pretty much everywhere from every, every state in the U.S. down into Brazil... Uh, all the way into Europe and even further into Pakistan. Someone there heard it. And extending all the way um, the other way to Australia, New Zealand. So, And someone in Japan also heard it. So it was truly an international broadcast. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And maybe that'll be another tradition that I do. A special Christmas broadcast. This is very relaxed, very easygoing. But I might try and do that too. So thank you very much, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and do a live stream. I can't make any guarantees, but that's what it comes down to. Uh, just a, a miscellaneous email from Alicia on the, the chicken sandwiches. Said you tackled the hot chicken sandwich trend uh, slash demand for reviews with a totally original, uh, utterly singular to you five-time chicken sandwich comparison. Five-way chicken sandwich comparison. Aside from the lengthy video, I love seeing you find ways to express your creative vision in a necessarily limiting competitive medium uh, and systems of censorship, silencing, algorithmic error. I'm impressed and encouraged by your resilience. I know you often feel inhibited and depressed by oppressive realities. That's from Alicia. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the video there. And yeah, that's the thing. YouTube can always be tricky. Um, but, you know, what you, what you have to do, as discouraging as it can be, is you just have to throw things against the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't. But I'm glad you enjoyed the video. And uh, thank you for your email. Let's go over to, obviously not the real Cardi B, but someone who obviously goes by that name, says, do you like frogs? Um, yeah, no, frogs don't bother me. Of course, there is the whole... You know, all the symbolism and whatnot. But let's just, if we're talking about frogs, just as frogs, yeah, they're great. Uh, there's plenty of frogs here in Florida. They don't bother me. Sometimes reptiles bother certain people, you know, because they can be, I get that they can be icky and they can be slimy and a little creepy, but no, frogs are always, I'm fine with them. Uh, same thing goes for frogs, toads, uh, lizards. Uh, no, I think they're cool. Yeah, they don't they don't bother me at all. 
Uh, you know, I always I always see plenty of them just hop around, and uh, plus, I mean, they help eat some of the ever so persistent mosquitoes. So more power to them. Yeah, frogs, uh, they don't bother me. Going over to uh, Ian in Denver, Colorado, says I was listening to the Halloween special, loved the paranormal stories, and I really liked your mention of missing the four one one. I just recently watched the movie on YouTube and rented The Hunted on Amazon and watched it twice in 48 hours. It's an extremely interesting rabbit hole to go down, and I assume you know the author of the books, David Pilatus, uh, has confessed to seeing a Bigfoot in person, but I appreciate how he doesn't draw conclusions in the films, just presents facts. Thanks for everything you do. Can't wait for the next show. Thank you, Ian. And, uh, no, me too. That, that's what I like, because I like Bigfoot. You know, you know that. Um, that I am a Bigfoot, uh, aficionado. And, no, I know, I understand that he has, you know, his very, he's strong in his beliefs, right? But he doesn't sit there and, and try to point the finger in these and say, I think that these are all Bigfoot kidnappings. Uh, instead, he just leaves it open-ended and just says, look, these people disappeared. We don't know why. Here's the situation. Here's the circumstances. And therefore, think of it what you will. And I love that because you're leaving, you're not telling people how they should react, how they should think, and who they should blame. They're just, he's, he's expressing the facts and letting you draw up your own conclusions. So if you want to say uh, that it was aliens, or if you want to say that it was Bigfoot, or, uh, you know, a serial killer or uh, or whatever, wildlife. Um, if it was just the person got lost and died or a mix of all in the above, all of the above, foul play, you name it, uh, that's for you to decide. So that's what I really like about it. You know, it's just open-ended and that's how it should be. But very interesting there. You know, one complaint, um, like I had said earlier, is I've been, I've been resting and just watching a lot of stuff. I was checking out Netflix, and you know what one thing that disappoints me with Netflix is, admittedly? For all the praise that they get, they don't have as much material as I had hoped. Um, you know, on, like, conspiracy theories and um, cryptids, and they have some stuff about aliens and UFOs, which I've watched most of it, but what really disappointed me... Uh, is how little that they have in the way of Bigfoot stuff. I mean, I am... I was disappointed. Maybe it's just something wrong with... on my end, but when I searched for it on Netflix, this documentary came up. You know what? I'm not even going to call it a documentary. It was a piece of... You know, it is what it is. That's it. Uh, called, I think, Discovering Bigfoot. Let me just... Verify. I don't want to sit here and talk about the wrong thing. Discovering. Yeah, Discovering Bigfoot. It's on Netflix. Hour and 30 minutes from 2017. And that's the only thing that's there. So I watched it. And, uh... Look, by my reaction, doesn't that say enough? I have to tread lightly. Um, when I'm talking about it, because I've heard a few things, but just, if you ever watch it, 
You know what I'm implying. That's all that I'll say. Maybe you'll enjoy it, um, but that's it. What I really wish is that there was just it was more diverse because it's that or nothing. So I already watched that, and that's all that there is to choose from. So that's just my one disappointment there. But yeah, it's <laughs> I just shake my head. That's all that there is to it. Uh, we're just going through some miscellaneous comments. Anders is checking in, says, Just wanted to say I really like the latest show, especially the part about bullying. Nothing worse than adults bullying other adults. You'd think that people would grow up, but I guess some things just don't change. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Some things just, they never change. Uh, that's not to say that everyone is stuck in their ways, but obviously there's some times where you would look and you would be, you know, you're like, I can't believe it's... Uh, it's like this, but yeah, that's just what it comes down to sometimes, so thank you for your feedback there. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Abby is checking in. She says, I hope you've been well lately. As usual, I enjoyed the podcast uh, this week. I always appreciate your honesty with these negative subjects because I think it's important to recognize how dark reality truly is, and I find that the more I realize how bad things are, the more I notice and cherish the good that does exist in the world. Uh, so thank you very much, Abby, for your thoughts there, and absolutely, uh, that's a very good point, and that's exactly what I was talking about earlier in this broadcast, right? That as I was going through these comments, you get these evil people that say the worst things, um, but as a result... You have to be aware of the boundary, of the, the, the barrier, not to let it completely jade you and your viewpoint on the world, to understand that there's lots of bad people out there, that there's lots of evil psychopaths that share this world with us, but not every person is on that level, that many people aren't, right? That there's many, many good people, and that there are good things also. But yeah, to cherish those things and not let these bad people, you know, in the most literal sense, suppress you, uh, twist you, jade you, depress you, and bring you down almost to their level in one way or another. And that could be tough. It's a fight. But it's, it's a very important one to be aware of and to just navigate through. Because certainly it's one of those things that when you notice that it's hard to unsee, if not impossible, but you got to make sure you keep your eyes open for the good and not just the bad as well. And uh, let's just go over to an email from Richard in California. He says, uh, Dear John, I wanted to provide the topic of civil uprising and revolutions around the world and if it could happen in the U.S. within a decade. Wish you a speedy recovery, brother. YouTube is not the same without you. So thank you, Richard, for your kind words there and your well wishes. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, revolution, civil war, you name it. It's a crazy thing. You know, the one, the one conflict that I really like to follow, of course, is Syria. Uh, the Syrian civil war. I mean, <laughs> you, you won't believe it, but as I'm sitting here at the computer recording this in another tab, I have live UA map open right now. Um, with one that's open for Syria and one that's open for Israel-Palestine. 
because they're really going at it too. Wow. With, uh, with Syria. Look, I mean, Operation Peace Spring, you know, the Northern Syria Offensive, that is one of just twists and turns. Just these geopolitical conflicts are fascinating to read. And, uh, you know, I, I just, one day I, I just wish for peace. That's that's what it comes down to. I just wish for peace. But I mean, is this stuff possible? Of course it is. I mean, I don't think many people, let's say five years before the Syrian civil war happened, necessarily expected it to happen the way that it did and things to spiral out of control and, you know, for where they live to become utterly war-torn. You know, maybe some people did, but just this is one of those things that people don't anticipate. But this stuff can happen anywhere, uh, though the likelihood of one thing or another can be different depending on the circumstances. But, I mean, you've seen lots of protests, uh, major ones, all over the world uh, this year, you know? I mean, look at South America, for instance, right, in Chile, uh, Ecuador, Bolivia, uh, you know, Venezuela, right? Of course, it was the it was the first three that are really going on right now. Uh, then, of course, I mean, you look at Hong Kong. Wow, I I really hope just things get better there, um, because it's 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 getting bad. Uh, Iraq as well. That's one that does flare up, and that's always just really bad. Um, now, in regards to a civil war, let's say here. I had said this, and I stand by it, I don't think that that will happen. I just don't see it happening in the U.S., and I think it's a good thing, because we have, number one, the, the country is so massive. I think we sometimes underestimate its size. But secondly, while I think that the divisiveness and rhetoric uh, and, and the separation between political ideologies is only going to get worse. Um, you know, especially with everything going on with the impeachment probe and the proceedings that are going on right there. Right? I think the divide is going to get worse. It's going to sharpen even more than it already has. At the same time, I think this is one of those times where even though I have my criticisms of social media... I have my criticisms of the internet and smartphones and all that. This is one of those times where I think social media is truly a blessing in disguise. Um, because it's a way for people to be able to kind of get their anger out. Get their frustrations, uh, you know, and get in those fights, get in those conflicts. Just online, verbally, and be able to carry it out in a war of words rather than an actual you know, taking to the streets and fighting the people who have a different political viewpoint. So I think because people have these outlets, that they're able to kind of express their angers, their frustrations, um, their grievances with things one way or another, I think because they're able to have this outlet, they're able to go ahead, take it out on the internet, and not escalate it further. Um, because otherwise, had that not existed right now, there might have, there might be problems. Who's to say?
Like, you know, you see video after video. You have individuals that go to the protest. You have the counter-protesters. And then if they get in each other's faces, right, you see what happens. Uh, I don't need to elaborate, but you see it never, it never ends well most of the time. Always exceptions, but my observation anyway. So the fact that I think we have these abilities to just let it all out online uh, just prevents it from boiling over and getting to that point where, you know, there's any sort of civil uprising. One thing that I always advocate is you have to go out and vote. I'm not here to say, because you have so many people that do this, uh, support this or support that or, you know, uh, one thing or the other. I just want you to go out and vote. Every election, just go out and do it, please. Uh, you know, you need to. It's your right to vote, and for God's sake, exercise it. I said that in 2016. I say that in the 2018 midterms. I say that now, and I'm going to say it again in 2020. Go out and vote. Uh, don't just vote for president. Don't just think that that's everything. Uh, you know, vote down ballot, too. Um, local initiatives, local elections, uh, statewide, you name it. Research the candidates that not just, you know, the, the, the presidential elections, they always take the spotlight, and understandably so. But don't forget about the local politics or the statewide politics either. Uh, you know, research, perhaps uh, if your state is having these elections and they're up for re-election or whatever, uh, U.S. House, U.S. Senate, governor, um, state house, state senate, you know, local politics. Research the candidates that you will be voting for in your district and what's going on locally. Make sure you vote for that too, that you know what's going on and, you know, not not just to only vote for president, but to vote for all of these things combined. It's such an important thing. We need to do it. Something I advocate very, very strongly. Um, but one interesting dream... I remember I had a dream a couple weeks ago, I, I never forgot it, was I had a dream that the U.S. was in a civil war, and it wasn't, I think sometimes when we think of a civil war, it's essentially, we're thinking about it like it's a full-blown conflict, you know, like something like there's a fighting in every single town, and you name it, and that you have... Uh, massive battles or whatever, but that's not how it was in my dream. Uh, it was a civil war, but it was more like a large-scale insurgency. You know, more, it's more similar to how it is kind of like in the Middle East, those types of tactics. Where in my dream, I was here in Florida, and most of the fighting, I don't know what year this was, um, but in my dream, there were areas, it was mostly in the western U.S., um, encompassing areas, you know, just like further west, maybe Pacific Northwest, um, maybe portions of the southwest, uh, you know, on the west coast as well, that were directly under the control of 
And I, I couldn't tell you who was fighting each other. I just know that the U.S. was in a civil war of a group that was not the, the official U.S. government. And that there were large swaths of the territory out west that you know, were not under government control. So there was direct, you know, large-scale fighting that was going on there. But everywhere else in the country, it was like a large-scale insurgency. So the rest of the country, everywhere was a battlefield, but it was just like maybe every day there would be, you know, let's say 20 to 40 um, various, you know, bombings in, uh, and I'm not talking like, you know, I'm, I'm saying like a car bomb, uh, you name it, homemade stuff on occasion, you know, professionally done. So let's say it was more like covert uh, terrorist style insurgent warfare in the rest of the country. But it was very surreal because as a result, because it was so widespread, most of the time you would just live life and it would just be like you would never even know anything is going on. But you would read in the news that, okay, you know, there were, uh, let's say, bombings in, you know, New York City and one near D.C. and one in, uh, you know, let's say Nashville today. And then the next day here there was a large, you know, shooting related to this conflict in, uh, you know, let's say downtown Chicago and something that happened in North Carolina and something that happened here and here and here. And it was just like that every single day. So you would read about it and you know that it was just completely random across the country. It's just, again, this large-scale insurgency. And it was happening more and more and more. You know, you can just see kind of things were falling apart because it was just over such a wide area that it couldn't be controlled. And many resources were out, again, in the western U.S. fighting this, uh, you know, the direct territory-holding conflict. And I remember here in Florida seeing that the police were much more heavily armed, and you would also see, uh, you know, just more units of, let's say, the military and the National Guard um, deployed in patrolling areas, but it wasn't like the area was a war zone or anything. But I remember, like, going out and getting something to eat. I was still doing the reviews and everything and just looking around and thinking, what if something happens right here? And, you know, I get caught up in it and I get involved and I die. So it was like, it was very surreal because everything was falling apart, but you're not really seeing it. You know, the signs are there, but they're subtle, but it's increasingly getting worse. And being a non-combatant, I was just, I didn't want to be involved, but I was fearing for my life every single day because it was just so random. Uh, you just didn't know what area was going to be targeted next and what would happen. So that was my dream. It was very surreal, but part of me thinks that if, God help us, that ever happened, that's what it might be like. I don't know. But that was just a, a dream, and that's what it comes down to. Again, your feedback is welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And uh, 
well, with that, I said I had a little recording from the other week, so we'll get into that, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, Likewise, it should be mentioned once again, if you want to help keep this broadcast going, you want to help keep the show up and running, please consider supporting this via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Again, via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Or via Patreon at patreon.com slash the report of the week. Patreon.com slash the report of the week. So if they're not being all that much in the way of correspondence, though views and reception reports are good. Uh, you know, all that is good, but not too much in the way of direct correspondence. But, you know, as long as people are listening, uh, that's what's most important. You're going to hear a good deal of me uh, monologuing about various things. What I'm, what I'm really going to do, because the whole point of today's program is being open lines. So I'm just going to hop around from one topic to the next, uh, to the next, to the next. And I'm just going to lecture on and on for as long as I do. I might talk for, I don't know, an hour straight. I might talk for just 20 minutes. We'll see. And then whatever, uh, you know, feedback is there, we'll get to. And Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's why I always stress the, you know, the reason uh, to email in if you want. I mean, you will legitimately get on the show. I know some people say, well... I think that there's so many people that email me and otherwise, I don't know. I know, I mean, especially, like, I am always seeking out responses, always seeking out topic suggestions or pieces of feedback. Always, that's that's a guarantee. So, feel free to write in if you want. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And if you're tuned in on the shortwave, your reception reports are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. I don't know if you could hear that clanging noise right there, but that's a new uh, straw I'm using. I know we're really getting to very dry topics today. Dry like straw. (laughs) But this isn't that type of straw. It is not a hay or anything that a... Horse or any of any any of that would feed on. It's a drinking straw, I suppose. A I guess it could be a Coke straw, but it's it's not. It's just it's a straw that I use for my water or coffee. But I'm trying something new. I'm I'm trying something new out. I am. I'm. I was looking around and and Jeffrey Star has uh, these like um, I guess they're metal, you know, metallic straws. So I bought a couple. I wanted to see what they're like because I like, I like the straws that you can reuse. That you can just wash, you can clean them out, and then you can use them again. I don't like using all the plastic. That's just, and and the paper ones are okay, but they're just a little, you know. I just I want durability, so I'm trying them out, and they're okay. I'm just not used to the fact that they're a bit smaller, uh, so I I just I can't drink as much as quickly. Uh, again, just because it's not it's not as wide as the, the the plastic Starbucks straws that I usually use, so it's just you know I'm used to just gulping down this water or coffee. I mean sometimes, 
when I wake up, I'll get a, um, I guess a venti, one of those venti, uh, usually the iced vanilla latte from Starbucks. And I mean, there will be times where I will just uh, practically inhale that thing. I need that caffeine. Speaking of, actually, I was meaning to take a caffeine pill right now, honestly. It's, I know people, you know, don't advocate the caffeine pills very much, and I'm, I am willingly doing this to myself, just understand that. Uh, yeah, I don't really recommend that either, but I need to stay up today, so. <laughs> I have to do what I have to do, and it's a cheap, effective means of, of staying up for extended periods of time if necessary, but let me take that now. All right, there we go. Drank it down with some water, but like I was saying, sometimes I'll get these venti drinks from Starbucks, and I mean, I will practically inhale it. I need that, you know, the caffeine. It tastes good, too, don't get me wrong. But there will be times where I will gulp it down, probably in the span of maybe a minute. I mean, all that, you know, it'll pass through you, granted, but... Yeah, sometimes you need it. And other times, you know, I'm more leisurely sip away at it. It'll be more of a, a relaxed drinking, but... Yeah, I enjoy my coffee, but sometimes, if necessary, other... Sometimes you need that little boost. And again, you know, if you're ever going to use the caffeine pills, you need it in moderation. Don't sit there and, you know, if you just... I would just take one. I always use the, um, Vivarin. I don't, you know, no-dose, that's another one that, that some people have, uh, used. But I've, I've always been a fan of just, uh, Vivarin. That always works best for me. And, uh, you know, I need to stay up a little bit, because right now as I'm recording this, early morning, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm due for sleep. That's what it comes down to. I've been up since... Uh, let's see, it's been a long one. I've been up since, I think, like, 3 p.m. yesterday, yeah. 3 p.m. yesterday, and now it's a little after 7 a.m. as this part's going out, so... Yeah, I mean, I've I've been up for a while. I'm kind of getting ready for my, my bedtime, and, but I need to be up for a couple hours more, so it is what it is. Then I'm sure I'll fall asleep, and... Then sometimes I'll get lucky, I'll, I'll sleep for a huge amount of time, Other, otherwise I'll be, you know, just a few hours, and then I'm up, and the, the cycle repeats, as is, but the insomnia can be unbearable, but it is what it is, you just gotta deal with it, and get whatever precious sleep you can. Sleep is a, it's a wonderful thing. Sleep is incredible, it's a, it's a such a, such a needed respite of everything else that bombards us, um, especially in the online world, but, you know, even in the material world, sometimes you just say, I need to just unplug for a bit, in the most literal sense, uh, and just retire for a while, and it's a good way to do it. I mean, one thing that I always advocate, as silly as it is, and then we'll get back to the straws like I was talking about, but, I mean, one thing that I'll even advocate, if someone is sometimes capable of doing so, and I know, like, I I always, I know some people in my family who can just fall asleep just like that. Like, you, you lay down on the couch, and you are out. 
And I've never been that way. I mean, I wish it was as easy for me. Like, I wish I could flip a, a switch and just go to sleep. I mean, it would be... That, that would be awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, I'll just... I'll lay down. Then... Nothing's gonna happen. I'll, I'll be up. Sometimes what's most frustrating is I'll fall asleep and it'll be like... I'm trying to get to sleep. I know I have to get to sleep. When I was up, I felt a little too tired to really productively do anything. Yet the second my head touches the pillow, all of a sudden I feel like I have this energy in me. And I feel like, oh, I can just run a marathon. And then I get back up from the bed and then I feel... Yeah, now I need to get back in there. It's just the weirdest thing. It's I, I wish it were the opposite, but is what it is. Diphenhydramine will help. Doesn't always work, but it's the best thing you've got sometimes, so... It can help, but the other day I was in bed and I was just thinking, wow, you know, I can just... Like, I, I felt it just... It felt so comfortable. It was one of those those days where I was just able to fall asleep pretty easily, and I was able to have a good rest, and I was just thinking, I could just lay here forever, so it seems. I mean, you know, you don't want to leave, you don't want to get out, it's just, it's a good feeling sometimes, but like I was saying, just yeah, sleep is, uh, is, is an important thing, but one thing that I'd sometimes recommend to people who, you know, if you might have bad thoughts, or you might not be feeling the best, might be feeling down, and I mean, there's all types of depression, granted, well, Maybe we're just going from one topic to the next, but that's what I wanted to do, honestly. I just wanted to monologue. But sometimes, if it's something that doesn't go away, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it'll, it never goes away. It'll be there for weeks or months. I've had it where it's been there for months nonstop. But sometimes you can be feeling down, and one of the best things to do is to try and get some sleep. I mean, number one, right, it, it does rest the body, rest the mind. That's always important, but really the most important thing about it, it's able to disrupt that train of thought, that pattern of thinking, uh, those those negative thoughts, those bad vibes. It's a way to forcefully, you know, disconnect your, your, your stream of consciousness for the period of time anyway, and sometimes when you wake up after that, It'll be a little better for, for a time, so. Anyway, I don't know how I got all the way there from straws, but like I was saying, I was trying out this Jeffree Star straw. And it's it's a metal straw, you know, like I was saying, it's one of those reusable ones, but yeah, I, I wish it was just a little wider. And then the other thing is that I also use, like, for my main water, uh, you know, my, my main... I don't know, drinking apparatus, is, uh, I forget the brand, but it's one of those, you've seen it in some videos, I'm sure, it's like a stainless steel mug, and I like it, while it is not the most ornate thing in the world, I mean, the number one image isn't everything, I don't, even though I know the blue glasses, and I like those, they're, they're really cool, and it probably suits my image better, the thing is, is I just want to try to drink more water because, I mean, staying hydrated is such an important thing. I'm always, I'm a water drinker at heart. 
and it's just a good way to really up your water intake. So I try to drink a bunch of those a day, and it's a good way to do it. And it also just... I, I, what amazes me about that is that sometimes I'll put some ice water in, and I'll progressively sip away through the day. Then when I kind of run low, I'll pour a little bit more in. You know, repeat, and so on. You know, I, I rinse the thing out, I keep it clean, and it's, it's, it's done me good. But what always amazes me is that sometimes by the end of the day, like I would have put this ice in the water, let's just say it's 7 a.m., and 12 hours later at 7 p.m., there's still ice in there. It just, it keeps things cool for a remarkably long period of time. I mean, it's amazing, but it's great. Especially in Florida, you need that. But the one thing that's taken me, its it, I still can't get used to it yet, is because it's a metal straw, and it's a metal receptacle. Whenever I pick it up, you know, it, it, it clangs around like this. And I still can't get used to that. I'm just, I'm so used to the quiet plastic straw, you know. It's So that's the one thing that just, that tinge of unfamiliarity right there. But I don't know, maybe I'll get used to it, maybe I won't, you know. it's That's the thing. Sometimes you can, sometimes there's a change. You, you get used to it right away. It's like, all right, I'm ready to uh, accept this. Uh, especially granted... If it's for our convenience. And as selfish as it sounds, I mean, that's that's the truth. If it's a change that makes things easier, makes things better, um, maybe quicker or more tolerable or whatever it is, you know, insert your adjective of choice. Like one thing that's great, and a change that I was able to just get accustomed to right away, was... Like, the recent change in the recording setup from having the microphone on, like, a little bit of a, like, a tripod versus having it on the boom uh, arm with the pop filter and the nice holder and how it's adjustable. Uh, that's awesome. So, like, that's a change. And granted, it's a big one. It changes how I record the show. Um, but I like it so much better because otherwise, the the way that it is with the uh, tripod, not that it's terrible, not that it's any sort of setup that I, I abhor, that I detest, it's none of that, it's totally doable, um, and, and while it is more portable, say, the problem is that like you have to just kind of hunch over it. And that's just an issue. And also, I just had to be a lot more wary of how I would speak into it, because that would be an issue. Whereas with this, I mean, also, I can adjust it, I can sit up better, I can kind of manage other things, I can be more direct. Because otherwise, when you have to intentionally hunch over, you can't really multitask too much when you have to be very aware of your position posture, etc., etc., while I have it propelled here on the arm. Also, I don't have to worry about having to shake the the table that I have it set on or whatever. So it's just a very welcome change, but... Yeah, otherwise... I don't know if the the straw, the change-up in that is going to be... is going to be a change that I will welcome. Something that we're just going to have to see. 
And it is what it is. Yeah, on another note, going over to the weather, that's... I'm, 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 what I'm doing right now is I'm just getting all the topics that I, I usually will try to you know, babble on for a long time, and I always, I try to restrain myself. I try to say, well, just stick to the topic today. Don't meander on about this or that or the other thing. But today I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to gonna pull all the stops and we'll just go for it. And I'll talk about all of these miscellaneous things today because that's what the whole thing is about today. Open lines, talking about anything. And uh, yeah, like I said, there wasn't much in the way of correspondence, good listenership. Um, but, you know, people just didn't have much to say. So that's... That's completely fine. There's many days where I'm just like, look, I I have nothing really to talk about. Or, or if there are things that I want to talk about, or can, we'll say can, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing that's really interesting to discuss, so I won't bother. But today, yeah, I'll just talk about anything. Uh, the weather. One interesting thing there, it's, it's finally... It's always funny how it is. So it's it's finally starting to cool down a little bit here in Florida. Not much. Not much. While the rest of the country is really starting to feel... It's starting to feel cold. Uh, you know, and I think that's how it sometimes is this time of year. Uh, you get that first blast of cold air. Then it'll warm up a little bit, perhaps. Um, but you always get that first little taste of winter, a little early, so it seems, in November. That's what I've noticed anyway. I mean, I remember years ago, back in 2011, when I was in New York, I remember on Halloween, there was a snowstorm then, and it was in, it was in 20, 2011. And, I mean, I remember that day. It wasn't below freezing mind you, but because it was so close, the snow ended up accumulating anyway. I mean, that's one misconception that some people have. It's like, although it, not, it doesn't necessarily happen all the time, just because it's, you know, 35 degrees Fahrenheit and it's not 32, doesn't mean that if it snows, by default, there will be no accumulation, not at all. Sometimes, but it all depends on I mean, so many different factors, right? Could also be air temperature, but if the ground is colder, that's a whole other story. There's so many factors, right? We we know that. And it was it was still cold that day. I remember it was Halloween, but yeah, this big storm system had moved into the area, and again, the, the forecast was mixed. But I remember there were some outlets that were saying, uh, you know, because it's going to be above freezing, uh, the snow may accumulate uh, very, you know, slightly. It's, it's, it's not going to be anything crazy uh, on, let's say, you know, grassy surfaces, but uh, the roads, the sidewalks, the driveways aren't going to be receiving any accumulation. And you can, you know, proceed business as usual. It might be a little slippery, you know, maybe drive carefully, but no big deal. So I remember that day, went out a little early, I think it was on a Saturday, I went out to, uh, I remember it was Pizza Hut, 
and went out early, you know, the snow was starting to come down, and, you know, it was, it was like they said, right, it was, it wasn't accumulating much, it was just kind of slippery, got my food, I think I got it to go, headed back, but then that afternoon, wait a minute, you know, what, what, what is this that I see, it's not, it's not melting away like they said that it would anymore, it's, as a matter of fact, it's starting to pile up, because it wasn't like a very thin, powdery snow. Now, you could have all different consistencies of snow. You can have uh, the, the very thin, like, it's just a fine powder. But then you have this real heavy, like, moisture-ridden snowfall. That's like this, like, just icy, chunky mess. And that's what it was like, and it was probably because of that why it was able to pile up. Because all of a sudden, well, now in addition to all the grassy surfaces, and now it's accumulating on the driveways and the roads, and then it keeps coming down and coming down. And before you know it, in the afternoon, I look out the window, and there's like, you know, three, four inches of snow already down. And then I started getting worried. Because like I said, it's this very heavy snow. And, you know, the more that it piles up, the more weight that there is on top of it. And at that point, the trees still had their leaves. So, all of this heavy snow weighing down on the trees isn't good for them at all, and it makes things very... a very precarious situation. And as the snow continued... I remember hearing this loud bang, I guess, this crashing sound. And thankfully, it wasn't close. I knew that it wasn't in our yard. It wasn't impacting our house. But it was close enough for obvious concern. I remember, again, I go out to the window, I look. It looked like a, a winter wonderland, but again, there was just a lot of concern because of how this was weighing down on everything. And sure enough, look down the street, this big tree that one of the neighbors had, you know, the weight was too much, and it slammed the thing down. Thankfully, it didn't hit their house, but the fact that it was able to just knock this huge tree down, then it really got me worried, because, you know, if it happened to their tree, and it looked like a big, strong tree, it could happen to anyone's. And, you know, I think in total it snowed, like, I remember it being, like, seven inches or so, which is, again, a substantial amount, especially when some forecasters had said that it wasn't supposed to be anything that day. Now, I remember on my end, thankfully no trees fell in, uh, in our yard, but, uh, you know, I remember there being lots of branches that did fall. And, you know, eventually afterward, the temperature rose, and it got to the point where it was like, all right, well, yeah, the snow melts in a week, because then a few days later, I think the temperature got back up to 60 degrees, and it was gone, but as a memory, certainly, I think it was one of the earliest snowfalls for that area that was substantial, you know, that was to, to, to note, to notice, I should say, but I remember that. But yeah, otherwise, going going over to the present day now, 
it, it is it cooled down a little bit again in the rest of the country quite cool uh, really getting chilly I mean I know over the last few days I guess it was really last week it was around Halloween I know the weather was pretty bad in the northeast for Halloween uh, where you had that front that moved through and provided one one heck of a storm for uh, many, many states. Uh, you know, a very strong cold front that moved across. I think it was Carolinas, Virginia, uh, you know, really just the mid-Atlantic, even parts of the Midwest, the Northeast, parts of the South. And uh, that really brought about a lot of cold air. And I always follow the power outages. One great site to follow that stuff is poweroutage.us, a great site. And you can track state by state, county by county. It's just a really cool map that shows you how many people are without power at any given time in the U.S. And uh, I always like following the dreadful power outages in California, which I'll tell you my... I'll tell you my thoughts about that next, but I, I enjoy following that, but also just seeing if there's any, uh, you know, disasters, anything that goes on, seeing who is impacted and how many are without power. And yeah, the power outages, it was crazy. There were hundreds of that, probably millions without power by the end of this frontal system that moved through just very, very strong winds because of the, the disparity in temperatures and so on, and pressure. So, is this some severe weather? I imagine some of you listening probably lost power in that, but... Yeah, temperatures cooled down, but, you know, here in Florida, this is the, the one state that always seems to buck the trend. <laughs> Where, I mean, before this front moved through, could you believe it was still in the 90s? At, at, at this time, it was still in the 90s, uh, which is crazy. It's like August... August weather never ended, and uh, now it dropped down to the mid-80s, which is still quite warm, um, but I'm very, very sensitive to the cold. I don't mind, uh, you know, so I mean, it could, yeah, I, I don't mind the warm weather at all. I'm, like I said, even if it's in the 70s, I sometimes get quite cold. I need a sweater and all of that stuff. It's, you know, that's why the weather here best I can get. At least now. Yeah, I mean, it still gets to like 83, 84 every day here. Um, but it is going to cool down a little bit more next, um, you know, this weekend. Then it'll get into the 70s each day. And, you know, it'll probably creep lower and lower eventually, but that's the thing. Like, cold air, it's always funny. It could sometimes be refreshing, but other, other times, like I said, I'm just... I can be very, very sensitive to the cold, and uh, that's that's the thing. The thing about cold temperatures that always gets me is it always it, it lingers. You know, it's a lingering chill. It's the best way to put it. Uh, you know, and I still go up up north a few times a year, and uh, always toward the end of the year too. So I I always experience. The, the cold weather. But that's the thing, like, let's say, for instance, we have two days 
One is, uh, let's say, 90 degrees, and one is uh, 30 degrees, right? Two huge differences in temperature. But, like, for me, anyway, let's just say we're outside for the same period of time, yeah, doing the same thing. Maybe we're not doing all that much, we're just kind of, I don't know, standing around and just taking in the scene, let's, let's say that. And uh, you're just exposed, you know, you're kind of, uh, you know, you're letting the air hit you. You're starting to feel, let's say on the the 90 degree day, you're starting to feel warm after the, the time you're out. And on the 30 degree day, you're starting to feel cold. So you go back in, right? On the 90 degree day, at least for me, I'm out, I'm feeling, I'm starting to get uncomfortably hot. Let's say that. So I go into the air conditioning and grab a cold beverage. My choice would be ice water. For me, it's like, oh, all right, well, you know, after uh, after like a minute or two, it feels refreshing, feels relaxing. All right, I'm getting nice and cooled off now. It's good. Sipping away at this water here, staying hydrated. And, uh, yeah. yeah, all right, all right, good to go. Feeling, feeling a lot better now, feeling a lot more comfortable. Whereas for me, and I, I understand, I completely get that it's different for other people. I'm just saying, this is just how, how it is for me, why I prefer the, the heat in many ways also. On the 30-degree day, same type of deal. All right, I'm outside. I'm... You know, again, I'm all right. I'm starting to get uncomfortably cold. You know, really, I'm starting to feel it in my fingers and toes and in my face, my ears, right? All that. So it's time to go back inside into the heat. And you know, you get that initial feeling of warmth uh, when you walk into a nice heated room from the outside. It's a that is a good feeling right there too. I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit is due. And I'll drink a hot cup of coffee. Got to get that caffeine fix and a little warmth, too. And it helps. But after a couple minutes, I'm feeling a little better. But that cold is still there. That, that chill is still there. It's not fully gone yet. And then even after that original chill from the outside is finally abated... I'm still getting this, like, lingering feeling of maybe my extremities being a little cold, you know, and it's like, I cannot fully warm up, you know, no matter what. And especially in the winter and fall, in early spring at that, uh, in those areas where it gets quite cold, it's always like, for me, it's either one of two things. I can either never get warm... And I'm sitting there, I mean, sometimes there have been, been times where I'm in a heated building, and I still have to wear my overcoat. And, you know, it's it's one of those longer overcoats, one of the ones that kind of goes down to, goes down to my knees. I was, but sometimes I'll be in a heated, but I digress, sometimes I'll be in a heated room or building, I'll still have to wear that. Because I just, I can't even feel warm otherwise, even if I have a suit jacket or a vest or even a sweater. Uh, you know, it's just, it's always so much, so difficult to warm up. So it's either this feeling that I can never get warm, 
Or it's like, I'll be under a blanket or two blankets or three, you know, have socks on and all this stuff. I'll be, I'll be bundled up. And eh, too bad, you know, whether you like it or not, that cold is still going to be there in your feet and it's never going to go away. So it seems to be this seemingly incessant, persistent, lingering feeling. Or, and, and I always said, it's one of two feelings that I always seem to get. Or, and this is always for like a short time, it's like there's never any middle ground. It's like, all right, say I am under the covers, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bundle up. I got all these blankets and I got two pairs of socks on, whatever. And it's like, all of a sudden, I go from feeling too cold, maybe for like a 15 second window. It's like, oh yeah, all right, this is, this is the right temperature to be at. And then next instant before you know, well, all right, maybe I'm a little too warm right now. Maybe I'm warming up a little too much. Ooh, all right, now I'm kind of uncomfortable. Now I, well, now it's time to take these socks off. I guess I don't need those anymore. And then goes another blanket, and then there's again. Now I have to take some of the layers of clothing off. Only again, like maybe a couple seconds later, the cold starts coming back, and now, oh, great, here we go again. For me, it's always these these two extremes. And even though a very solid, uh, reasonable argument, people will say, yeah, but, you know, you got to keep in mind, with cold, you can always put more layers on, whereas in the heat, you can only take so much off. Now, yes, that's a very true statement. I, there's no way. I can't refute that. I can't argue with that. I, You get the credit for that, um, because that's very true. But what I always think about, at least, everything is circumstantial. Uh, everything is circumstantial. Everything, you know, has its unique circumstances. Uh, what applies to you, right? Like, there's a difference. Let's say I was doing manual labor, and I was working, uh, you know, say as a construction worker uh, on the highway every day. If that's the case, then I may very well take that colder environment and do the work on a, you know, a 30 degree day uh, rather than a 95 degree day, right? Because it's very different. Um, but, you know, for how I am, for my level of activity, it's more about, for me, um, because there's many times where, I mean, whenever I do anything, it's always indoors. It's, you know, that's, that's, I'm an indoor person. Uh, so it's in a, a you know, a, a climate-controlled environment to a degree. So as a result, it's about those persistent, lingering feelings. If I come in from the warmth outside, I can cool down pretty quick. But if I come in from a cold environment, warming up is a very different story. And preserving that heat is much different uh, than being able to just preserve that coolness in, in the summertime. So, that's one reason why I prefer the, the warmth to the cold. And also, you know, with seasonal affect and everything, it's that's another big deal, but is what it is there. So, the unusually warm pattern uh, here in Florida, it doesn't bother me. I don't mind it. But things will cool down. Uh, they will. It's That's what it all comes down to. And 
hey, if you want, uh, like I said, always open for correspondence. You have any thoughts on the weather? Uh, if you like the winter, you like the fall, or if you like the warmer weather, all right, how's the weather for you? Feel free to send in an email talking about that if you want, even if it's not pertinent to next week's topic, I welcome it. You know, whenever I say that there is a topic for the next show, it doesn't mean that I am only accepting emails about the topic. Not at all. You email anything you want, any anything. It doesn't have to just be about that. That's what the focus of the show is going to be, but I'll always dedicate some time, if possible, to anything else. Sometimes I, defi I definitely will. So, feel free. Um, but yeah, have any comments about the weather? How are, how are you enjoying the weather pattern for your area? V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. But yeah, for those of you just tuning in or who tuned out mentally or in the literal sense and are listening in once again, uh, this is V-O-R-W International. And uh, yeah, miscellaneous talk today. Very freeform, very casual, very basic, very disorganized at that, but that's the whole point. Uh, again, it's open lines today. Not much in the way of correspondence, so you get to you have you have the absolute pleasure of listening into my babbling and rambling and uh, all of that, all of that good stuff. Right there. You, if, you, if you want, if you were to put that in writing, you would put the words good stuff in quotes. Um, because that all depends on who who exactly says that. If it's me saying that, then, then it's probably not really that good. But it is what it is anyway. All right, and that's all that we have for you with today's broadcast. Thank you so much for listening in. And just remember that next week's show will be open lines once again. And uh, just a mailbag show. So if there's any random comments that you have, feel free to let me know. And send in your feedback to vorwinfo at gmail.com. So until next week, thank you for listening in and do take care. This is VORW.